listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome back to Grave Discussions. I am your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, Samael. Welcome to episode XXXX. <laughs> episode number 40, You Don't Have to Be Afraid. In this episode, we're going to be discussing a topic near and dear to all of our hearts, the horror genre as a whole. What makes something horror, our opinions on horror films, in general, I've been seeing a lot of people saying, oh, X movie isn't horror. Yeah, people blah, like blah, blah. complain about Jaws not being horror. Yeah, mm-hmm. just general shit like that. So we wanted to kind of talk about it, discuss it as we do on the show. So that's coming up a little bit later in our main segment. Before that, we've got, uh, of course, the cult corner. And we're going to start off, as always, with a shout out to Sports Radio Detroit our gracious network yes and you can find them on twitter facebook and instagram at srd sports radio detroit the one and only no not detroit sports radio sports radio detroit yep sports detroit.com has all of their content including our shows so go check them out we're going to jump right into the horror news today and the first article is about a brand new film coming out that's based on creepypasta Oh, so, shit. Yep. So uh, we've been seeing this kind of happening more and more with uh, the release of Slenderman um, and probably a few other films. This one is kind of a bigger one. It's called The Patient Who Nearly Drove Me Out of Medicine. And uh, That's I, a really long title. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think I actually read this one. Is this a fucking... It's a book, right? So, yeah. So it originated online as a creepypasta on Reddit's No Sleep forum. And so basically, it's just like a short story. And then I think it became a novella. So now it's going to be a movie. And Ryan Reynolds actually is going to be producing the film with uh, the producers from It, Vertigo Entertainment. So uh, it should be pretty cool. The film, the premise basically is about a doctor who is trying to heal this one patient. And I don't exactly remember what the whole premise is, but it's pretty twisted. So... It should be pretty cool. And you said Ryan Reynolds and the guy who, one of the people who produced it is uh, funding this shit? Yeah. So okay. it's Vertigo Entertainment who are also doing the new Friday the 13th reboot with LeBron. So it's the same people. Are You think they're going to go through with that reboot with LeBron? Because right now uh, so. they don't, uh, I forgot who owns the rights to for Friday the 13th. The people who, uh, who, who produced, I think, Friday the 13th part mm-hmm. three. Uh, it's called horror or something, but those are the guys who isn't, own the rights. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, Sean Cunningham. But it's it's well. This one I think is going to be the one that Victor Miller uh, has the rights to from that yeah, legal so they, battle. So they can't. Uh, they can't have Jason. So it's probably just going to be Mrs. Voorhees focused and like probably going to give her backstory. And then it's probably going to mm-hmm. end at the moment where Jason like drowns. You know, they're probably just going to yeah. give us some crap backstory, which which is cool. I guess we never got, you know, to know about Jason's dad unless you read the comics mm-hmm. and shit. What was his his name? Fucking uh, I don't remember. I don't know, but he had a stepdad. Yeah. Isn't isn't he kind of covered in like one of the fan films or something or gonna be, I think? I don't know. No, they were going to cover him in the Friday the 13th uh the reboot, not the one by LeBron, but the one that mm-hmm. they were talking about making before this lawsuit started, but gotcha. not anymore. Gotcha. Well, anyway, the Patient Who Nearly Drove Me Out of Medicine is coming out, um, and it's actually going to be distributed by 20th Century Fox. So, uh, if I remember the the creepypasta correctly, it, it's pretty good, so I'm pretty pumped about it. Ryan Reynolds is not going to be, like, in it, but he's going to be They producing. should change the title. It should, like, it should give him a different... It should, they should give it a different title and then be, like, inspired by the creepypasta, like, yeah. you know, in the credits. Not, like, the whole title is, like, a whole fucking sentence. Look out behind you. There's a guy in a mask. That's what we're going to call our movie when it comes out. We're going to make our own movie. Yeah. But uh, stay stay tuned for that one. Uh, most likely, there's going to be more news next year. The next bit of news is... 
da 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 remake again. But this time, it's going to be for something you might not have been expecting. <laughs> the Toxic Avenger. That movie was great. I watched it when I was in like middle school, and it, don't get me wrong, it was like kind of a piece of shit. But yeah. it was like it was like wow, this is a great piece of shit. Kind of, like, yeah. You know when you like a like you just like it's a turd, but you want it to be there. It's like spraying a turd with air freshener or, co- or coating it in chocolate. Like, yeah, I mean th- you, you don't <laughs> eat it. You're just like wow, I appreciate that. Yeah, there's like a special fan base for these kind of films, like for sure. The trauma trauma Tra- films. Yeah, trauma. Cause did, did you, like, you ever see Tromeo and Juliet? No, I didn't. So fucking stupid. <laughs> they're like they're also super over the top. They're like really gross, and they're not even like disturbing or horrific or anything necessarily. They're, they're just, just cheese. Yeah, kind of. they're just like huge like cheese ball films, and they're just weird. Like that's that's the best way I can describe them. But if you've never seen Toxic Avenger, it's about this uh, mop boy called Melvin falls into a vat of toxic waste and then he transforms into basically like not really the hulk like a like a fucking mutant and he just goes around and he's like a superhero it's i don't know it's pretty great it's super cheesy uh it was done in 1984 by lloyd kaufman and michael hertz so there's going to be a reboot uh by legendary entertainment who acquired the rights to the remake so I think it might be good since it's like modern now. Maybe either that or it's gonna be like super Hollywoodish, and it's yeah. gonna have like a fucking like, like a, what you call like a Pineapple Express vibe to it, except mm-hmm. like with a toxic. It's gonna be like Seth Rogen, like uh, 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 and then he's just like a toxic. I didn't want to be this, like you know, like just yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the whole appeal for like the original film is just like the the whole like super low budget, just really cheesy, over the top, like gross gore and everything you know like what's typical out of trauma yeah so uh i'm i'm kind of interested to see which direction they go with it but i have a feeling it's not gonna be that good (laughs) probably yeah most likely because i mean look toxic avengers was good for its time like like you said because of the cheese and because Mm -hmm. of that ridiculous shit yeah i mean it came out in the 80s so pretty much everything else around it kind of resembled it as far as like horror movies go you know everything was like pretty low budget i hope they don't make this a serious movie i don't think so i mean i I hope not because then i don't think i don't don't think it it would work in the modern day if you're not like a fan of like these type of movies like this isn't something that's gonna that everyone's gonna look at and be like yeah we gotta go see toxic avenger remake like no it's just gonna be for people who know what the fuck it is yeah exactly like i said it's like a super like niche like fan base so those motherfuckers yeah those people are gonna be out in droves i'm sure (laughs) fucking weirdos yeah (laughs) but fucking swamp people (laughs) seriously anyway toxic avenger the remake gonna be coming out uh there's no release date or anything yet so keep an eye out the last bit of uh news here is about um i just thought this was kind of like a cool piece of news oh shit so peter jackson uh if you're familiar with peter jackson obviously lord of the rings the hobbit if you didn't know he did a lot of uh, pretty, like, gross, gory, disgusting horror back in the day, like, when he f- was first starting out as a filmmaker. And if you didn't know, he uh, he did Dead Alive, oh. a.k.a. Brain Dead. And they're going to do Bad Taste. They're doing that in 4K. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, he's... he's Dude, Dead Alive in 4K? Yeah, he's revisiting his, like, four of his uh, older films... Bad Taste, Dead Alive, Meet the Feebles, and Heavenly Creatures, and they're going to be all remastered in 4K with all kinds of like new I think special bad, features. Bad Taste is on fucking Popcorn Flicks or fucking Tubi. I know one of those for sure. Yeah, it's, I think it's on Amazon Prime actually too. It shows like that dude with like the machine gun on the fucking cover, right? Yeah. That ugly alien piece that, of yeah, shit. That weird alien looking Yeah, dude. okay. Yeah, they have that on Tubi, I think. Yeah. Tubi Prime or Popcorn Flicks, one of the... One of those services. Yeah, but everything they're going to be releasing in 4K, which is amazing. Especially amazing, too, because I know a lot of horror fans are are uh, fans of Braindead. Oh, yeah. And the thing with Braindead was, like, you couldn't find it for the longest time. It was kind of no, hard to No, you have to, like, stream it illegally or some shit. Yeah. I watched it on FearNet when FearNet was still around, so... Mm-hmm. You basically, you couldn't find a way to watch it since like oh six, oh five. Like, yeah, and that's then, the last time I saw it. I think I think there was a Blu-ray of it, but even the Blu-ray was like pretty hard to find. You know, even even if you find the bootleg ones nowadays online, or if you're streaming it like you know illegally, like a lot of people are saying like that the sound is off. Like uh-huh. even on these fake copies, like there's like double audio, repeating audio, and shit like mm-hmm. that. So like you can't really find the actual like 
Some people got the VHS. Like, I, yeah, it's out there, but I should do. They sell it for like hundreds of dollars, yeah. probably. To Unless they don't know and they're just selling it at like a market. Yeah, most likely. I mean, people find them in pawn shops and stuff all the time. So yeah, it's likely. But there's actually a quote from Peter Jackson saying, "I've done some tests on Brain Dead." Where we took the 16 millimeter negative and put it through our restoration pipeline, and shit, it looks fantastic. No way. So I'm pumped. And there's also, this is the most uh, exciting part for me. There's another quote down here at the bottom and uh, about the special features. He said, There's 50 to 60 hours of us filming Brain Dead, and that's like behind the scenes stuff that someone else did. So mm-hmm. that's, that's dope. That is dope. So I hope that that's all going to be on the 4K. Did he say? Did they say when it's supposed to be released? Uh, right now, I think they're still working on restoring everything. I'm hoping that it's next year sometime. Hopefully before that. Yeah. Well, next year is in a month, so. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean. Like, hopefully sooner than later. I don't want to yeah, wait yeah. till like this time next year. Yeah, I don't want to wait till the summertime. Like, I gotta wait for the fucking Dead by Daylight dedicated mm-hmm. servers. We're not yeah. getting those till summer 2019. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know that much about the restoration process, but they got to comb through, like, all the footage, clean everything up, clean up all the audio and all that shit. So it could take a while, uh, but if we have any updates, we'll keep you guys posted. So let's move on. We've got a couple trailer announcements, and then we're going to get into our first segment. The first trailer is called Brightburn. Now, this one uh, was talked about quite a bit on social media this is uh a pretty fresh horror film in kind of a new subgenre. okay so what's the premise so so say it with me okay superhero horror movie i don't want to say that <laughs> but it does actually look kind of cool basically the premise of this film think about the superman origin story but just imagine if he went like crazy as a little kid and just murdered everybody Oh, That's shit. basically what this movie looks like. Uh, it's got uh, Elizabeth Banks in it. And then I, I forget who the uh, main actor is, but uh, James Gunn, of all people, is producing it. And I'm actually kind of excited because, yeah, he's been doing more superhero stuff lately, which I guess is good. But he also did Slither. So, I mean, I have faith in him. Uh, but it does look pretty cool. It looks like there might be a lot of CGI, but... And when I think uh, of like the closest superhero horror thing, it would be Jason from Part Six because he like had those fucking throwing knives and shit. Like, so that's basically like the the closest we got to a to a, like a like a superhero yeah. villain is Jason at Part Six and after. Because I mean, Freddy kind of too. Yeah, I mean, when you think like, about it, like all those guys kind of have like superpowers, you know, quote quote. I mean, Freddy sure does. Yeah. I mean, basically. I mean, it's not like your typical superhero thing, but they all have, like, demonic powers or supernatural powers. I mean, it's not that far off that you'd have, like, a more, like, standard, like, superhero horror movie, you know? Yeah. Because literally, like, if I was able to shoot fire out of my hands, do you think I'd be going around, like, the Avatar, like, saving the world and shit? Well, me, maybe, you know, because I'm a nice guy, but, like, Uh if some criminal had that... It wouldn't be like you see it in like a typical horror movie. He'd probably be going around like literally burning people to death, you know, robbing banks and shit. Well, I mean, Carrie too, bro. Carrie's yeah, like the yeah. first one ever. Like, exactly. She's a fucking superhero. He did a uh, Firestarter. Yeah. Oh, that one. Dude, I didn't even yeah. remember that. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, like, there's a bunch. This one is just kind of portraying it more as like your more stereotypical superhero because it's the kid. He's got like a cape on and he's like flying and stuff and he like. It, it basically is like if Superman went bad because it shows uh, like a comet flying down onto Earth and stuff like that. And then like Elizabeth Banks finds him and he raises him and stuff. So I don't know. I think it looks kind of cool. Some people are shitting on it because they don't agree with the whole superhero horror thing. But I don't I don't really think it makes. I still think it's going to be bad. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It sounds like a stupid fucking idea. <laughs> I mean. I can't judge it till I see it, but yeah. it sounds like a stupid fucking idea. Imagine that's, a superhero that was a serial killer. Like, no, I mean, that's totally fair, but I, for one, am, am for like more unique ideas and diversity, and I, I think it is a pretty unique idea. I so. don't know. Cam was pretty unique. I haven't seen anything like that before. Oh, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't too great. <laughs> I mean, it was all right, though. It was all right. Yeah. Maybe you might you might be a little jaded because it's a Blumhouse. I mean, people should definitely watch that shit. We already covered that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just saying, it's like, 
It's innovative, but not great. Like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't amazing. So, like, I think it's a step in the right. direction. I was direction. gonna say, yeah, it's a step toward like. Okay, now, now we gotta stop trying to be innovative and just make movies good. Like, I mean, yeah, because I mean, like with Halloween, they tried to be way too fucking like deep, mm-hmm. like, and it kind of made it not seem like a horror movie. Yeah. It was more like a just like an action thriller. Like, uh yeah, I mean, I think we have to have a good mix of both, obviously, because like, look at Get Out. You know, like that was that was a unique idea. Yeah, but I've it was never a good seen movie, anything like you know? that or Split. Exactly. Yeah, so. those two are good. Yeah, exactly. So I think we you just need to start approaching it that way. Like, still have creative ideas, but like make a good movie. You know, I mean, even if they make something that's never been that that's been seen before, because like, you know. People, like, there have been movies that came out that were similar to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original one, Mm -hmm. and to me, they were done better, but they weren't, they didn't get as high of a rating as the original one because, you know, that was the original one, and, like, I think we need to just stop, like, you know, even talking about the original movies or even thinking about them when we're when we're watching these new movies you can't be like yeah. oh this is nothing like older movies you can't be one of those fucking assholes because then you won't enjoy shit so just watch the movie and who cares oh look the this the that okay did you like it yes okay cool move on with your life did you like it no okay good move on with your life stop mm-hmm. like i don't know i feel like we we put too much like thought into what makes a movie good instead of like you know when a movie's bad. You leave, you you watch it at the theater and then you leave and you're like, wow, that was bad. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt after watching Halloween. I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed a little bit. But how you can tell a movie's good is you leave the theater. You're like, holy shit. Like after mm-hmm. when I went with fucking Alan, Mookie, and Kenny and we saw Paranormal Activity, like yeah. we, we were like, oh shit. Like that was good. You know, like mm-hmm. it was scary. It was effective. And that's why we need horror critics and not asshole critics. Well, the character development. It's like, all right, well, fuck you, old guy. You fucking angry old, not yeah. getting any vag, so you're taking it out on fucking movie makers. I'm not taking out on movie makers. We're not going to be those old guys. We're, when we say a movie's shit, it's probably because it's shit. Yeah. Like, let's 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 say, like, Basket Case, it's classic, right? Basket. But, but it's shit. Brain Dead was classic, but it's shit. Yeah, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, kind of weird, but it was kind of shitty acting and like the yeah. the no blood made it fucking unrealistic. Like we need people to say these things. Stop putting these like mm-hmm. fucking older movies on a pedestal and giving them the excuse because oh it was good for at the time. Sure it was, but like we could have just waited till technology got better and then ma- started making better horror movies. Cause like cause all these concepts like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, they were great. And Halloween was done well, so I can't really say anything. But like other movies, like fucking Toxic Avenger and like Brain Brain Dead and fucking all these crazy movies, like they could have been if they were made in today's age, they'd be way better movies. I don't care what anyone says about yeah. oh n- nostalgia. I don't care about any of that. I wasn't around during the eighties. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean they are heavily influenced still. So I agree. But all right, there's our rant for the episode. Yeah, I mean look. <laughs> Every when you're watching a movie, watch it with a clean slate. Mm-hmm. That that's the plug right there. Make sure you check out Clean Slate Productions. That's what Barnabas yeah. works for. But uh, yeah, man, just just walk into it, watch it, watch the movie. If if you if you're like, well, that sucked, then that that's that's fact. Like, n- n- no one has ever watched a bad movie at a theater and left and been like, wow, that's great. Yeah. And like, bro, if a movie sucks, everyone's in in pretty much agreement. Like, I mean, we when when we watched Halloween, I can. Uh, kind of i could kind of see it we all felt underwhelmed when, yeah. when we met up we were just like eh, how do i feel if you don't know how you feel then it sucked and you just don't want to say it sucked because you're going to feel bad saying it like, yeah <laughs> so be on the lookout for bright bird it's coming out may 24th i'm gonna go see it most likely just because i want to form my own opinion after i see that movie yeah but, now we got a new godzilla movie coming out yes what the fuck is up so we talked about this before i know but there's a second trailer that came out official trailer and it it hyped me the fuck up i'm not gonna lie so i had to put it in here again and talk about it again because we see a lot more in this trailer than we did in the first one and this is like this might be like a midnight showing for me i'm super pumped about it i mean i'm super biased because i like all the big monster stuff but godzilla king of the monsters coming out may 31st the new trailer shows off like way more of all the other monsters that he's gonna be fighting including Ghidorah, mothra 
And then I think there's maybe one other one. So I guess in this film we learn why Godzilla is the king of the monsters. I yeah, he's gonna be fighting all these guys. Did they have a King Kong versus Godzilla? I I think so. Actually, I'm not sure if they did in the past. I don't. I think they did. I, I think I think Godzilla could be. I mean, he's a fucking dinosaur. Yeah. King Kong's just a big monkey. Dinosaurs beat monkeys I any mean, bro, day. King Kong has a. But hold on, hold on. King Kong has those long ass arms, and like yeah. Godzilla doesn't have long arms. He just has yeah. your basic. To, like okay, let's <laughs> like say he has like T Rex arms. Yeah, basically. That's. <laughs> I didn't want to say that because that's. Yeah. I don't want to put down Godzilla, but still. No, I mean, I, Godzilla's still a badass, though. He can't brawl really that well, but he's got that fucking, like, hyper beam. Like, I'm know? just I'm just hoping this is better than Godzilla 2000, okay? Oh, it will be. It will be. I can already tell. The trailer is super hype. Because that's, that's the Godzilla movie I saw last. And yeah. No. Boy, was the last King Kong movie I saw last way better than it. So Oh, for sure. We watched a few years ago, actually. Yeah. Honestly, like the 2014 Godzilla remake was not that bad. Yeah, and this is a follow up to that, so I think it's gonna be cool. It's it's uh, it's got Eleven from Stranger Things in it. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, <laughs> is she bald? No, she's got normal hair. Okay, cool. cool. But uh, she's in this. I'm not exactly sure what her role is gonna be, but it's gonna be kind of your standard Godzilla movie. He's gonna be fighting all these monsters who come up. Uh, Rodan as well in this. So uh, I think it looks cool. I'm pretty much always pumped for like giant monsters fighting each other. So yeah. So I, I'm yeah. I'm excited for it. May 31st. That's coming out. And then the last trailer is uh, one I just saw today. It's called Captive State, and this one is uh, kind of more of a sci-fi. But if you've ever seen District Nine, kind of think something along the lines of that. It's, Why does uh, that sound familiar? What the fuck is District Nine? Oh, it's uh, it's by the same dude who did uh, Hardcore Henry, and I think one or two other things. It it's about uh, these like aliens who invade and uh, post up, and like I think it's like in New Zealand or something. And the main character, uh, I think, undergoes some kind of like medical procedure or something. He like starts turning into one of the aliens. I don't know, but oh, I gotta check that shit out. What the fuck? It, it's it's pretty cool, honestly. Captive State uh, is about an alien occupation as well. Ten years after there's an alien invasion, it takes place in Chicago, and it follows both characters on like the side of the resistance and the side of like the humans who kind of just willingly became the aliens' slaves. Gotcha. So um, the horror elements don't seem super heavy, but it still looks like a pretty cool movie. So that's coming out March 29th. All right, so we've got a pretty cool uh, cult corner and chopping block lineup for you guys today. They're actually sort of related, and you're going to see why. So in the first segment, we've got a true classic in the cult corner. All right, Sam, what do we got today? We have the all-time classic, Sleepaway Camp. Yes. So... What's wrong with you, Angela? The movie came out in 1983. And it really, really amplifies how big of an asshole someone can be when talking about counselors. Because yeah. for some reason, all these I think these horror movies want us to know that camp counselors are terrible people. These are mm-hmm. teenage pieces of shit and fuck them all. They deserve to die. That's the vibe I got from all yeah. of these camp murder movies. I mean, they they really were like dickheads they were, to her. Like, like dude, she, they could see there was ser- something wrong with her. Like, she was like, mm-hmm. she's like autistic or something. She's like n- non-compliant when she doesn't want to be. And she only replied to that one kid who she liked and ended yeah. up killing. But they, clearly she's autistic and they're like, they're like trying to bully her into like doing everything. And like, they just talk shit to her, like for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, she, like they went to go snitch on her because she didn't want to go s- swim. And then like the counselor Meg was like, like getting yeah. mad as fuck it's like what's wrong with you yeah i mean i think the movie i mean all of those movies honestly just exemplify the whole like like i don't know pre-adult mindset basically which yeah. which most kids honestly have now maybe less so but back then especially it was like you found your like group of friends you know that you can like fuck around with and talk shit to and everything and then if anybody kind of comes through that isn't really you know vibing with you then like you make fun of them like that's how kids were raised 
you know and that's what all these like camp movies basically but they weren't about. making fun of her they were like fucking harassing her like well yeah I mean, like this was like the only movie where like i watched it and i was like good fuck i hope they all die like yeah ex- like i felt bad that she chopped her her man her, whatever his man i don't know what the fuck yeah. I, I, she chopped the kid's head off. Okay, okay, um, okay. I just won't even say a pronoun. <laughs> Angela chopped the kid's fucking head off at the end of the movie, yeah. and then she stood there screaming with her dick out. So, yeah. So, I mean, at, at this point, I hope that you're all familiar with the film. But, uh, yeah, the ending was like the honestly, the ending is what makes it a cult classic. Hold on, I took I took notes on this because I because I had to do a refresher watch because <laughs> like I've only watched it like four other times like yeah. before like. And I watched it last year, though, recently. So, like, right off the bat, the intro and the music was retro as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had great opening cinematography. I liked the way the camera was, you know, slowly zooming in and then left to right. It was, like, you know, super yeah. 80s vibes. Uh, <laughs> themes about teenagers causing tremendous fatal accidents due to not paying attention <laughs> and being irresponsible. Right off the bat, Angela's dad is killed. And what we don't know at the beginning of the movie is that little boy was angela yeah uh oh another thing really bad acting by uh, angela's fucking aunt she was so over the top and uh i wanted to kill her like remember oh wait did did i yeah no i don't like bro you are a bad actress honestly most of the acting was pretty trash dudes wearing short shorts everywhere the dudes had like the fucking crop tops they had their nipples coming out like what the fuck was going on i don't know man that was i think that was the style back then I couldn't do that, but shit was mad sketchy, bro. <laughs> like too sketchy. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like it just looks weird. It just it. Are you homophobic? No, stupid. You just look like a dumbass <laughs> when you were. I mean, it's like, dude. Like these were like they were trying to act tough in booty shorts and crop tops. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, all the kids were assholes but they were all assholes and they had like they dressed horribly like that's the best word for it you got you guys did the the teenagers did the ones that did dress knew how to dress like there was one guy he just had jeans and a shirt and it didn't even look like tight jeans he just looked like a regular guy and i was like and they didn't look like cheap walmart jeans either he just looked like he was like a regular dressed guy i was Mm -hmm. like I think that's more of an accurate representation of how people looked like in the 80s. I don't think everyone was walking around in fucking booty shorts, like, bullying everybody, you know? I think that's just in movies. I think that's just in movies. Like, the whole, like, in in the 1980s, how you'd get bullied is, like, you'd get fucking, you'd get a toilet plunger shoved up your ass and they would throw you in the lake, like, like most 80s movies. But, like, I don't think that's realistic. I think that's that's just in movies, honestly, because people like that don't exist. I hope not. But I, you know, I didn't grow up in the 80s, so I have no idea. I mean, you know, kids in like the 90s were, were bullies too, but yeah, they never did shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, no, like the, the most they would do to you, and they'd be like, nerd, hey, look, he likes Yu Gi Oh! And yeah. then, then you got two kids pointing at you, ah, you fucking nerd. <laughs> and then you'd be like, I'm not a nerd, bitch. Yu Gi Oh's cool, you fucking bitch. Like, yeah. And that's how it was. At least know. that's how it was here. So what do you think about Sleepaway Camp? <laughs> I liked it overall, but I will say this. Without it, the ending, I thought it was like just an average horror movie. I thought it was pretty average. Uh, I liked the setting that it was at a camp yeah. during the summertime. Like like I said, the 80s vibes. But I, I, I liked how like uh, it, it flowed really well, too. Yeah, it, it was it, it, it wasn't like, uh, let's say, Halloween, the new one. I'm going to keep ripping it a new asshole, even though it's in my top 10 favorite horror movies of this year. It's like probably at number four, but like, mm. still, like the pacing was like perfect, like and it, it flowed well, like everything mm. was like necessary, except well, I guess the ending with like the whole flashback showing Angela used yeah. to, used to be a boy, but like, it's like we saw her dick, we knew she was you know not always a girl. <laughs> they just had to explain like, it because it's so shocking. Yeah, it's like, but like she was, the, I don't know, the ending fucking freaked me out. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I will say though, going back, I do agree that. I never felt like it was like too long of a movie or anything. You know, I felt like it flowed pretty well, but the ending definitely threw you for a loop because the entire time you have this structure of like it's a camp slasher movie, someone's killing these kids and stuff. You know, it took a while for things to start going because the first mm-hmm. person got burned, but they didn't die. Remember the chef? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another thing I gotta mention. The chef was a fucking pedophile, and he was trying to like fuck Angela, and then she poured boiling soup water on him, which was, yeah. like, the greatest thing. I was so happy he when that happened, because, yeah. like, I was like, damn, finally one of these motherfuckers gets, like, butchered in these movies, and, like, mm-hmm. the dickhead doesn't get away with trying to do some shit, like... 
Yeah, and I mean, it was it was kind of more like su- subtle too. You know, it wasn't like aggressively creepy like it would be today if you know there was some pedophile going on. And uh, this Angela's cousin was our red herring for this movie too. Yeah, like they were trying to paint it that he was it, and like at one point the owner of the camp beat the shit out of him, like he beat him half to death. Like, I mean, I will say, I I, I thought that the mystery of the movie was pretty fucking good. And the twist, obviously, was incredible. I knew it was her when she entered that one bitchy chick's cabin, when she shoved that fucking... She covered... Okay, another death is a a curling iron that was turned on, got shoved up a girl's vagina. I forgot about that. That That was was probably... She deserved it, though. Let's be real. Yeah. Like, she was, like, a real bitch. Like, she she tried to... Her and Meg threw Angela into the lake... Mm -hmm. Yeah, now that I think about it, this was like a hardcore like revenge movie. Yeah, but it was it like, like pretty graphic. It like took its uh you know, she she probably wouldn't have killed anyone if like they were nice to her, but I think yeah. all that all that fucked up shit like triggered her somehow. Oh, yeah, I mean she was already like mentally disturbed, but then she was just like there to like make friends and you know ha- have a nice time and then they all basically tortured her. Yeah. So her psyche just broke. And then she just went on a killing spree. I mean, I'm not surprised. I think she initially wasn't going to kill that kid at the end. Remember him? Yeah. But uh, that kind of answers the question why she was naked. I guess she was ready to lose her virginity to him. Yeah, because didn't she like him? Yeah, and then he saw that she had a dick and she freaked out. And I think that sent her over the edge and she just killed him. Like, that was the last straw, like. I, yeah, I mean, there, man, there's a lot to unpack in this movie about like all that kind of stuff. I knew it's, it, it's pretty like crazy. you could kind of see her face though before she shoved that cur- uh, that curling iron up that girl's mm-hmm. vajayjay. Like you see her in the doorway with like a ponytail and like boys' clothes. So like, nice. Yeah, I, I was actually in full going, view. I was going through some of the uh, I was going through some of the trivia and stuff, and I actually never knew this, but uh, I mean, it makes sense obviously. But I never knew exactly how they did the end, but. Uh, they filmed a, a naked guy wearing a mask cast from the actress's uh Felissa rose's face and then uh he stood in and apparently the guy who stood in and got naked uh had to get drunk before he he could do the scene which i mean i guess makes sense dude he had like a half an inch dick what do you, that was a grown man no it was yeah he was like a college student that's sad <laughs> I mean, he was probably nervous as shit, so I'm not... Might have been uh, cold outside, you know, let's not judge him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did have to shoot it out. Hey, hey, maybe growers, not showers, all right? (laughs) Maybe he had the one-incher that turned into a 12. Yeah, you never know. Or maybe he had the one-incher that turned into a half when it's hard, you know? You never know, it's not... We shouldn't judge people based based on their bodies, even if they have a shameful little penis. I mean, hey... No matter what, he's got a famous dick. It (laughs) It looked like a midget's fist holding a peanut. yeah. Imagine just being in a bar like, hey, you like horror movies? Have you ever seen Sleepaway Camp? Yeah. Yeah, it's my dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like oh, if, you, if you're that dude, yeah, I'd tell... I would, yeah. Actually, I wouldn't tell anyone that was me. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yo, is that your dick? <laughs> nah, fam. My shit like this big. Like, you know, like something... Yeah. God, it's like the fourth one today. <laughs> right? But, uh, um, I mean, yeah, the, the ending was, was very shocking. I like I liked the music. Oh, the, yeah, the music was very good, too. The score was good, uh... They kept the camera angles when Angela would show up on screen and kill. So, like, you yeah. couldn't tell who it was. Really Friday the 13th-ish. Yeah, probably Giallo-inspired. I, I think yeah. th- I think this movie was, like, a love letter to Friday the 13th. That's what it seemed. Oh, yeah. Except instead of the kid getting killed and the parent coming back for revenge, the parent got killed and the kid came back for revenge. Yeah, I mean, they, they did make it their own movie with, with how the twist worked and everything. And then when you, like, go back and think about it with... The, you know knowing the twist you're like oh shit like this is actually pretty creative yeah it was actually really creative and like that's why it was good because like it wasn't like a simple concept it it was like a new concept and like what angela's like the first transgender killer right so that's like a landmark right there for for that yeah i I think so i mean maybe i mean she was i mean maybe at least like an american horror i would probably say so unless i'm missing something i mean i've never saw a transgender killer before that so yeah i would say angela's probably like the first trans like horror movie antagonist yeah most likely landmark yeah i don't know let let us know if you guys know about that fact but uh yeah it was crazy i mean the movie had a budget of three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it made roughly around 11 million at the box office yeah 350k so like about 30,000 more than John Carpenter's Halloween, you know? Yeah. So it made like three times as much. I mean, shit, if I saw it in the theaters and I was like, damn, you're killing everybody, yeah. I'd be telling all my friends. I mean, I'm not surprised this movie has the status that it has. Yeah, it's the ending. Know? I bet people were telling, bro, wait till you see the end. Yeah. I mean, even, bro, even now, like, if I had never seen this movie before and I watched the movie 
at the end of the movie, I'd be freaked out. Dude, my I'd first like, time watching crazy. this, I didn't know she was, yeah. you know, like having a dick and stuff. <laughs> I didn't know she was doing that. Yeah. It's honestly, yeah. I mean, if I showed somebody right now and they never saw this movie, they'd probably be freaked out. So, it it's very shocking scene. I mean, it's well deserving of its of its cult status. Uh, it's just a it's just a classic slasher movie. They got the Blu-ray. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they do. I I don't have the Blu-ray of this one. I have the Blu-ray of Part Two, but they like remastered it and everything. I'm. Just, you still got to watch Part Three. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's like really kooky. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even with part two, it was, like, noticeably way goofier. I don't even remember part two. What happened in part two? I, I don't know. She came back, like, way uh, older, and she was a counselor herself. Oh, and then yeah. she was, like, just killing the other counselors. I don't remember a lot of the deaths and stuff that well. but Okay, that's coming back to me. Yeah, that was the basic premise. But uh, They have two more sleepaway camps. Yeah, I didn't at, even know that. No, after the sequel to that one. Yeah, after part so there's like a four they, and five. They right? made four out of old footage of the, the of something that was supposed to be the original '92 movie, oh. and they have the 2010 one, which is Return to Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Interesting. I haven't either. So they have three, four, and then that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I felt like it could have been a way more successful franchise. I mean, it's still pretty. And five movies is nothing to scoff at, but most people don't really look at anything past like the first movie you know what's funny once you figure out that angela is like a boy you know like Mm -hmm. you figure how like she was able to kill everyone else like like Mm -hmm. the the, like the girls that were like like you know i mean because you know that's a little boy a little boy stronger than a little girl because they have more testosterone and that's just how they're biologically made so you're like you see him you see angela killing like even these boys older than you know her and then like you're like how is she doing this and you see the dick and balls at the end you're like aha (laughs) there is the there's the culprit. It's that <laughs> testosterone in those tiny little yeah. testicles there. <laughs> I mean, uh, th- there's another cool fact, too. Apparently, the actress's mom didn't want her associated with all the crazy violence, at least in like her acting it out, necessarily. So, so they had someone else's hands act out the kills? Yeah, it was like uh, it, w- it was some guy's hands, uh, which... I mean, I haven't like looked at it like very closely, but you could probably it tell. It looks like her hands, though. No, I was looking at the arms when they were... When they were killing just to see if like is this would this be like a little girl's arm and it, mm-hmm. it was legit like yeah i guess some men just back in the day had really girly arms i don't know i mean i don't think that there were that many like freaky buff guys back then as there are now oh yeah know? now it's different you know yeah you saw you sure. they, they got 25 grams of protein and everything bro yeah i don't know dudes are just getting jacked but uh I, that's that's pretty much all i got to say about sleepaway camp i mean i think it's a, it's a classic slasher movie I love watching this film. My um, third favorite camp slasher. Mm-hmm. First is the uh, the burning. Second is Friday the Thirteenth, the original. Yes. And then this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a great movie. Let us know what you guys think about it. But uh, I want to move on to our main segment before we talk about what makes horror horror. Here's just a few words from some other great shows on Sports Radio Detroit Network. Hi, this is Chris, and this is Roger. And if you like Tigers baseball, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, analytics, pop culture references, movies, sports, food, check us out. Look for Tigers SRD on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Do you love pop culture? Discussions about pop culture? Ranking and rating treasured pieces of that shared culture against each other? I I mean, I do think Flea's a good bass player. He does what he does very well. And like I said, he's he's a he's like a rock star, you know. He's eccentric. What is so funny? What I just didn't like? know he talked so long about flea. I, d- I didn't know anybody had so many just, feelings. I do. So many. I feelings. got feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Music, movies, television, food, sports, pro wrestling. We are the determination of what is over or underrated across all fields of greater cultural consumption. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and Podbean, or visit us at sportsradiodetroit.com. Over under fair. Your final word in pop cultural relevance. All right. Damn it. I almost interrupted <laughs> almost, you. Almost. Dude, you fucker. I, I'm getting pretty good at the timing. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's talk about this. So like I said before, I've been seeing... Uh, yeah, all right, all right. there's all right. one. There's all right, one. There you go. You got it. I've been seeing uh, a lot of people on uh, social media and everything. I don't know why recently it's been happening, but because people think they're like super intelligent, apparently, you know, commenting all this stuff about... Uh, this movie wasn't really that scary. Uh, this movie isn't really a horror movie. It's a thriller. Blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I just had a lot of thoughts about it. 
So I kind of wanted to talk about it because I feel like it's important to distinguish, you know, objectively, like, let, let me, hey, what is a horror let movie? Let me explain you know? this. Okay. Anything that if it happens to you, you'd be scared, mm-hmm. that's horror. Yeah. It doesn't matter if... Like, Terminator 1, that's a fucking horror movie. Yeah. All right? Of course, it's like a sci-fi action, mm-hmm. but when it has, like the, like, the score in it, the atmosphere, the lighting... And the yeah. fact that there's a killer fucking robot after you, I, that's not fucking horror. How is Jaws not a horror movie? You're getting ripped in pieces. You you, you literally watch yourself slowly die by getting eaten by a yeah. shark. That's it's not, not like you're going to be fucking waving your hands around going like, ah, I'm so happy yeah, right. after you're getting fucking, you know, chewed up by you're a like, great well, white shark. Well, since this isn't a horror movie, I'm not horrified <laughs> to be killed. I'm thrilled. Like, right. no. Like, like They listen. just made up that word thriller, even though it is like... They just yeah. made that for basically horror movies that that aren't like supernatural. Let's let's be real. Yeah, I mean, listen. Okay, you can have thrillers that are not horror movies, like Taken, for example. You know, I don't really think Taken is necessarily considered a horror film, but that movie is rooted a lot more in real life. I think it's a horror film if you're. I think the thriller film is considered a horror film if only the pers- the main character is borderline helpless. Because yeah. Liam Neeson was not in Taken, yeah. right? He had yeah. a particular set of skills and skills like that that made him a nightmare for people like them, all right? Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but <laughs> that's something I picked up. Oh, I, I that's that's know. the whole vibe I got from that movie. And and that's that's important. That word is important, vibe. Yeah. Because I think that there's certain criteria that a movie kind of has to meet in one way or another to be considered uh, a horror movie. Look, okay? look at Look at the original Halloween. That's a thriller movie. Yeah, I mean, but it's a horror movie. I mean, it was the first of its kind, really. But yeah, yeah of course, it's a horror movie because, first of all, the atmosphere, probably the biggest thing, and kind of mixed in with the atmosphere is, I think, the intent. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if that's talked about enough. But and and the lighting, the, all those exactly, three right yeah. there. Yeah. And and the score, that's all a part of what makes a horror movie a horror yeah. movie. If it's like, let's, like, dude, if you were watching Halloween, right, the original John mm-hmm. Carpenter one, but every time like. Michael Myers hops on the screen. You hear Chacaron Macaron. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that wouldn't qualify. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think I think all those things are are part of the whole that is the vibe of the film. Yeah, you know, Jaws has the same thing. Let's look at something Donna. else. Jurassic Park. Donna. Donna. Exactly. Yeah. Because it creates suspense, you know. And then that's Jurassic really Park is about. is a fucking horror movie. Yeah, dude. Especially like the, those nighttime shots with the lightning flashing when you mm-hmm. see the T Rex and he's like, ah, that's yeah. a fucking horror movie. I mean, I I agree. You know, I'll, I, you could also make the argument that it's in a lot of ways it is not, and it's maybe more of a action adventure film. I think you know. The, the gr- more grandiose score, like the the main score, na, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. like yeah, okay, that's not really a horror movie. But when you're staring down a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it's about to like snap its jaw on your head and just devour you, like that's pretty horrific. Yeah, it might know? not be horror, but it has horror elements. So yeah. now let's like, all right, now here's the difference between a comedy horror and a horror with comedy elements. Mm-hmm. So a comedy horror would be scary movie, right? Yeah. A horror with comedy elements would be Get Out. Yeah, that's the difference. Like, yeah, you can still call something a horror comedy. Stan Helsing, you know, that's a, exactly that's a horror comedy. Brain Dead is a horror with comedy elements. Right. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a goofier, but like, you, it, if you it can't takes, not call it a horror movie, if it takes itself seriously but has funny characters, then it's a horror with comedy elements. Mm. If nothing takes itself seriously, like Scary Movie or Shriek, if you know what I did last yeah. Friday the 13th, which we got to get an episode about. We, we got to do like Club Dread soon and Ooh, shit like that. Yeah. Because that's one of the best horror movies. That's a, that, now, that's a horror movie with comedy elements. Club Dread? Yeah. It's not a comedy horror because like... Maybe. I think just because it's Broken Lizard, I would actually maybe argue that it's the opposite because... I mean, I didn't even know it was Broken Lizard until yeah. like I actually read the VHS cover because you know that's how he's. I said Broken Lizards Club Jet. I was like, oh yeah. shit, fucking Super Troopers or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. was it? <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean that's the only reason I would argue that, but yeah, I mean you could totally have uh, a comedy horror horror comedy whatever but the thing oh, is like movie with, and they're both horror movies yeah club know? dread though like it gave me that like 80s vibe though like yeah. it's kind of goofy but like it's still a horror movie like i mean there's still people getting butchered that movie's actually really gory it's, bo- it's fucking brutal bro yeah 
So especially when uh, Machete Sam gets ripped in half by that fucking mm -hmm. rope at the end, like yeah. So I mean that's that's another thing. I mean the gore factor too. You know, like it, it. Like I said before, it's all about how you set the vibe. You know, you can have dramas with lots of blood in them, but for the most part, when you have like shit tons of blood, because people are scared of blood. Well, what about this one, Pan's Labyrinth? Pan's Labyrinth fantasy. It's, yeah. Okay. So there's the difference. Like so. The, yeah. If that it has like sure. all like. All the weird shit like castles and all that fuckery. Mm -hmm. Not not castles like Dracula. Like castles like fucking... Yeah. Like you're expecting to see elves. If you see elves, it's not a horror movie. Because... So Pan's Labyrinth is kind of like a, this weird fringe case because it's definitely meant to be more of a horrific fable with a message, you know? But... I don't know if I would necessarily consider it a horror film. No, that's fine. Just because, yeah. It, it's it, like a fantasy drama. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of Del Toro stuff falls under that. He's just a super enigmatic filmmaker, but like something like The Devil's Backbone, that is definitely way more of a horror film, even though it has some fantasy elements. Pan's Labyrinth's kind of hard to place, but I, I would consider it more of a fantasy action-adventure movie. So what, what for a sci-fi movie for you would have to be make it a horror sci-fi like all right well i mean we could look at alien that's probably the, the most classic exactly. example give me something else besides alien all right besides alien uh i mean we already talked about terminator you count, pre count predator though the first one i would count predator i yeah. would too i mean because i think that's a fucking that's a fucking a monster out there yeah. hunting you and it has the fucking it can see your aura and shit yeah. like this is dead by daylight or friday the 13th like that that movie is definitely part action adventure but it's definitely part horror i mean it's widely regarded in horror circles as like a horror film you know yeah i agree because because it's got the, this alien monster in it the so. new one wasn't horror the, yeah no, the new the one new, was a comedy action movie. yeah the new one wasn't quite as much but the first one especially like the score the suspense the the, the overall mood like there was never really a dull moment in that movie where you just got a chance to like breathe, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. It was constantly tense. Exactly. You I know? think that too, keeping the movie tense mm -hmm. more than relaxed, like that that will change like the whole genre of the movie. Yeah. Like that can that that's the that's the breaking point between a drama and a horror. Like like you see those drama movies where a woman has a stalker? Mm -hmm. Those are drama movies. You know why? They're missing that 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 it's a, it's a different kind of dread right like yeah let, let I, don't know, I don't know how to like really explain it in words but like you could tell when something's like oh shit you know like mm -hmm. let, me, let me bring up another movie so we were talking about godzilla earlier i would probably classify that as horror obviously, that's horrific but, yeah what the fuck a, dude, let's, let's say you're sitting in your fucking house yeah you're just like everything's cool mm -hmm. and then you look outside and there's a fucking giant dinosaur shooting fucking shit out of its yeah. mouth that's not fucking scary that's but, not but, horror but let's look at something like uh, like this let's look at something cloverfield like, cloverfield's definitely horror but i was exactly. gonna say i was gonna but that's alter, one that people are oh, it's not horror yeah i was gonna offer an alternate point pacific rim okay pacific rim that sounds dirty <laughs> yeah you've never seen it it it's uh so basically it's it's a giant monster movie but it's got humans in giant robots fighting against the the monsters so i've never seen it no it, it's it's a great movie but i wouldn't consider it horror oh, dude, even though it's got giant monsters event horizon oh event horizon is that's horror that's horror. and sci-fi done perfect yes I agree with that. But Alien is still the best. Like, dude, I just yeah. recently watched Alien for the first time. And, like, the ending... I didn't, I thought she was fucked, honestly. Yeah. Her her her, her little booty, though. Like, remember she, was, <laughs> she had that little booty? Yeah. That little booty. R Ripley becomes one of the most badass horror uh, protagonists, for sure. Scream queen. Yeah. But, yeah, Alien, I mean, for sure. is The, 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 the xenomorph itself, obviously, is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It could, like, literally kill you like that. And the and fact that it can isolated on the ship, the like, fact that it can lay eggs in your fucking chest too. I yes, mean. <laughs> yeah, that movie is definitely like the quintessential sci-fi horror. I mean, so to answer your initial question, I think really it's just again about the general atmosphere because you have sci-fi movies like Independence Day. I don't really consider Independence Day a no, horror. No, it's not a horror because it's got all these like really like you know all these moments with like all this bravado and all the yeah. you know all the really fucking politicians intense, and shit exactly too. all the really intense music it's got the romance you know aspects of it and everything the the deep like family aspects that's not really a horror movie but when you take like a group of people you put them on a ship in the middle of nowhere 
and you introduce this like alien monster who was hunting them down and killing them like that's a horror movie yeah that is you know so i think sci-fi like intrinsically falls under horror just like thriller does because it has to do with all of these things that take us out of our natural element and put us into this state of of fear and suspense like no matter what you know you said terminator before i mean if you're like going up against you know this killer robot that's worse than being against michael or jason exactly that's that's horrific so you know you can argue about it all you want but switch your basically switch shoes with the person and basically the vibe that's it yeah yeah that's what i think it comes down to the most honestly nothing else really matters like Mm -hmm. yeah you could be getting ripped apart by like a giant robot and if you don't have the music down and all that shit, then it's just like a fucking sci-fi drama. And that's the difference yeah. between there's sci-fi dramas and there's like sci-fi horror movies. Exactly. Another good sci-fi horror movie is uh, Mind Ripper. I don't know if you guys... It's uh, Hills Have Eyes, like the unofficial part three by Wes Craven, so... Which is weird considering that like the original Hills Have Eyes is all about these like inbred hill people. Yeah, and this one is about like uh, about one of like just a dude who like who becomes like superhuman because he got injected with this like gene but like yeah he gets like these insane headaches if he doesn't eat like this part of your brain so he has to eat like this part of your brain that actually kind of reminds me i mean you know who does a lot of stuff that's kind of similar to that and has to deal with those kind of themes is stephen king yeah and like he's one of the most prolific horror content producers of all time and i mean his his stuff is, is scary yeah but when you look at something like I don't know, like Firestarter or whatever, like, or even, I mean, Pet Cemetery, stuff like that. That's kind of different, but you know, he's got a lot of movies. He's got a lot of stuff out there that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily consider horror like on the surface, but the way that the, the su- suspense builds in all of those stories and just the general like subject matter, I mean, that that's all falls right into horror for me. So yeah, there's, I mean, you could argue about it all day long, I guess. There are even people saying that like Hereditary isn't really like a horror movie, and I'm like, how, bro? That's no, that's retarded. Yeah, that's I I didn't understand that I'm at sorry, all. Sorry, that's mentally ill. That sounds worse. <laughs> no, I, that's retarded. Like for real. Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand. If, that. if you say that if you say that Hereditary is not a horror movie, mm. you're a piece of shit. I mean, if you remove like the last thirty minutes, maybe. No, I still don't think so. But I mean, considering everything that happened with Dude, like, the kid's sun head, and everything, kid's head came off. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know about that. I think that that's. I think that that's taking it a little too far into the direction of like, well, I like you know insert whatever shitty movie here. So that's I know just, everything about horror. Yeah, that, that's the sh- that's the fucking douchebag hipsters approach to yeah to like even just talking about horror mm. well it's not a horror it's like bro shut your i was just gonna say i don't even think that like what we're saying is subjective you know like this it's is not. objectively like what a horror film is you know if you have the the right you, type of atmosphere and everything i mean literally the definition of a horror film is a film that seeks to elicit fear you know so it can be in any type of way but if you feel like anxiety, if you feel a sense of dread or anything like that, it's a horror movie. You know, that's why all these like thrillers and sci-fi movies and all these like other cult movies, that's why you see them talked about all the time and like on Blade Disgusting and all these other horror groups and, and all of that. So I don't know. That's that's all I had to say about it. I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Same. And if if you think we're wrong then you show me a movie that doesn't have a good score, atmosphere, lighting, and it's it, it, and it's a horror movie. Yeah. Show me something. Is You got something without all those things that, that's a good horror movie? You mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, the atmosphere and everything. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have that, you know what you've got? You've got a drama. Yeah, that's it. Or, or, like, or whatever. It's either a drama or like a, a drama. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Drama's like a horror movie with like an existential threat or something. Yeah. Like. Or, or I mean, you are a, non, a non-horror thriller, but that's basically just a drama. Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah, like like uh, you said, like Taken. Like, right. Taken's not a horror, but Get Out is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, Get Out is, is completely horrific. Yeah. 
Like if I Dude, imagine if you got your body stolen. Exactly. Yeah, I don't have I don't have to be a black man to imagine that. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, it, like if it was flipped around the other way, I would, like okay, I was telling you earlier, I got my wisdom teeth taken out. Yeah. I was on fucking laughing gas before I did the surgery. I felt like I had no control over my body. If this was some like weird, you know, conspiracy experiment where someone just switched bodies with me, I would be fucking terrified yeah what the fuck you wouldn't even know you're you right now exactly so i don't know that's all i pretty much wanted to say about that do you have anything else that you want to add no just uh we've i think we feel the criteria for what makes a horror movie horror yeah we've said it i don't want to just like repeat myself i'm pretty sure they get the gist of it and if not Mm -hmm. then show me a horror movie that misses all the elements we talked about and is still horror yeah and is good i'm sorry it has to be good <laughs> right you can't just give me something an independent filmmaker made that was a piece of crap and be like look this is technically horror because i could have filmed myself cutting off my own hand and be like mm. oh that's a horror movie yeah. exploitation movies are also horror movies as much as i hate to say it yeah like true. like all those weird like 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 rape movies like last house on the left mm. like that's yeah, a horror. that's just not my forte that's not the kind that's like good mm-hmm. those are bad movies that have to rely on a shock thing to yeah, but, but generate still views. Technically, horror films. Yeah, Serbian film yeah. was a horror film. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can't. Sh- you just say like, oh well, it has vampires in it. Like Twilight is not a horror movie. Yeah, I don't care what you have to say. It just isn't. So anyway, uh, that's pretty much all I have for that. I want to move on now to our very last segment. We're going to be talking about a film that has kind of a connection to uh, the first one we talked about, Sleepaway Camp. In this week's Chopping Block. So this week's Chopping Block features a brand new release on Shudder. I believe it's a Shudder original, exclusive, whatever. Yeah, it is. You Might Be the Killer. And uh, I remember I saw this movie like it was I I googled Cabin in the Woods Mm -hmm. and then this one popped up and like, you know, similar movies. And it's because it has the stoner from Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And he's supposed to be like the main character. And I mean, it is like a it is like a well, it's not a Cabin in the Woods movie per se, but it's a it's a campground slasher movie. So very much in the vein of uh, Sleepaway Camp, Friday the 13th and stuff. But yeah, it's got Fran Kranz who uh who played the stoner guy in Cabin in the Woods. He plays Sam in this movie. And the movie basically just like jump starts right away. You've got Sam running through the woods. He's like covered in blood. He uh, takes shelter at this little, in this little uh, cabin. He pulls out his phone and he calls none other than Allison Hannigan. Dude, I haven't seen her in anything in a long time. Yeah. I mean, she's been in some stuff, I think. I think she was in uh, some sitcoms, maybe Two and a Half Men or something. No, she was in How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother, that's right, that's right. But I don't know if she's done anything horror-related in like, No, while. not since, like, fucking Buffy. Yeah. Or she played uh, Willow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so <laughs> there's actually a cool little uh, reference to that in this movie. I don't know if you caught it. No, I didn't. When was it? So uh, there, there's a point where she's trying to help Sam. Because the whole thing is, like, she plays this character named Chuck, who is... Uh, this like horror movie expert she works at this, I, swear, like, I think Chuck store. is Willow like yeah so uh, the, even though she literally is but I think like I think that it was probably meant to be like mm-hmm. like she just like moved away from the vampires changed her name and that's how she's at like why'd Ooh. she have like a fucking spell book and shit exactly. she's still a that's, witch that's the thing she's that's, still that was a the witch. reference yeah she she's trying to help Sam at one point she's like I can go in the back and like dig out a spell book or something like yeah, cast like, a spell like my old days the olden times right that sh- shit, man. She might be. Who knows? That that's Willow for sure. I think so. But <laughs> I think she fucked him over, gave him the mask, or maybe she was supposed to stop it. I, I'm surprised we didn't see like a fucking Sarah Michelle Geller cameo and she kicked his ass. That would know? be hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, basically, so she's uh, she's supposed to be like this horror movie expert, and she's helping the character of Sam out because trying to escape from this killer. But then it's kind of revealed that he might be the killer. He, she starts asking him questions like, "Yo, are you bleeding?" She's, mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, but it's not my blood." He's like, "She's like, well, how are you? Ble- then why you have blood on you?" He's like, "Well, I was a close witness to the accident." And she's like, "Well, you know, yeah, I don't know about that." Yeah, but then th- the cool thing is, there's this whole uh, there's this like cursed mask that the killer wears, and he's got this like cool knife. I actually like the killer guys a lot. Yeah, the mask was, it reminded cool. me of some Slipknot shit. Yeah. I mean, it reminded me of the mask from The Mask with Jim Carrey more so than anything. 
Yeah. Which is kind of weird. It's not, you know, like a horror reference, but I don't know. It, it kind of looked similar to me. Uh, this movie, though, wasn't really a... It was a comedy horror. This one, we can say for sure, was a yeah, definitely. comedy horror. This wasn't like a horror with comedy elements. This was straight-up yeah. comedy horror. I mean, it was kind of a more serious approach, but it was definitely more of a, a love letter to 80s slashers because yeah. it... I mean, I don't want to say it's like necessarily a meta movie, but it still played on like all the classic like slasher movie tropes. It was know? like it was like pseudo meta, kind like, of. Yeah. Like they didn't want to admit that they were in a horror movie, but they like they were like horror movie experts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was kind of like, yeah. I mean, even with the whole like aspect like of the final murder. girl and everything, like she was like oh, at one point like oh well you know if she's uh, stays alive, she's the only one left alive. She's probably gonna kill you because she's yeah. the final girl. You know. I mean, it was just stuff like that. So it was definitely like self-aware, but I mean, it wasn't like your like prototypical like slasher movie. You no, know? no, no. Because it had like all those elements. I where think they I were th- like this is probably what's going to happen. I think it was more of like a like you said a love letter, but more of like an explanation to lo- to like slasher movies to like yo what's going to happen like well mm. no matter what you try the final girl's going to kill you bro like yeah exactly I mean and th- there were like there was a whole bunch of other stuff in there too. And, you know, even with the with the characters being kind of dumbasses and they, they really kind of weren't like for the most part, they were actually semi intelligent. But just like the way that slasher movies work, everybody has to make a dumb mistake. Yeah. Remember, it's not about logic. Yeah, exactly. So um, but overall, I, I, I like the movie a lot. You know, I'm probably a little biased because I like slasher movies a lot, too. No, I really like this. This was a good movie. It was good. I mean, it was it was polished. The score was was well done. The cinematography I thought was actually pretty fucking good. Yeah, and the script wasn't lazy. No, and I mean, the, I and at no was... part did the movie take itself too seriously. Exactly. That's what kind of will ruin it for me. Like, a movie that takes itself too seriously, even if it's like a great fucking movie, like you gotta like, just one second, just like mm-hmm. turn it down, just just a notch, just a notch. Don't be so. Yeah. Don't be so like you know metaphorical. Once once all the metaphors start coming in, that's to me like when a movie starts losing its value after like mm-hmm. way too many allegories and stuff it's like all right you yeah. know we get it you're not gonna be explicit about the message of this movie now can you just stop adding stuff to yeah. the overall message like i mean yeah in, in my opinion it usually doesn't really tie think... in together well like all like every single message in a horror movie that's supposed mm-hmm. to be an allegory because there's always one main theme of course there's underlying themes but like, sometimes the underlying themes don't even tie into the main theme that's what i don't like yeah yeah, some movies definitely get lost in themselves way too much. I think this one had just the right amount of, you know, like parody-ish elements and just in all the tropes and everything. Some uh, some of the criticism I saw was that, you know, like the, the gag establishes itself or the gimmick establishes itself rather. And then that's kind of all the movie does. Um, I thought it still did a good job holding its own. Like it carried the story. I don't think it ever really felt like it dragged at any point no it was like it was well paced yeah. and and it, it flowed unlike halloween mm-hmm. i'm gonna keep saying i told until 2018 is over i'm not letting that go yeah uh, well we're gonna talk about it i'm sure because we got a, a end of the year roundup for our last episode this year but uh yeah i mean so i i thought it flowed well and a, a lot of the positive things about this movie was just that it was a lot of fun and i agree you know it was gory the kills were good I thought the kills were actually pretty awesome. Yeah, they were. You'll see. I mean, there there are some things in this movie that kind of, you know, take a turn that you, you might not expect. But I think that just given the nature of the film, that's kind of to be expected. But uh, for the most part, it does play along with, with the typical kind of slasher tropes. But it's still its own movie, and I think it's actually cool. Fun fact, uh, this movie actually originated from a Twitter exchange between two authors no way yeah seriously chuck wendig and sam sykes chuck and sam in the uh, movie the, they just like i don't know if they planned it or if it was like random probably planned it but there's two authors is basically started talking to each other and the one guy i think it was sam sykes he just kind of added him and he was like you know uh hey man i th- you know i became a camp counselor uh I'm covered in blood. There's like a killer. And then they kind of just go into this whole exchange. And it's essentially the whole like phone conversation within the movie. Like that was their Twitter conversation. Holy shit. Yeah. So Chuck was was Chuck played by Allison Hannigan. So it was kind of cool. The Twitter thing was like a little more lighthearted. 
and like not quite so serious, but it's pretty cool that even something like that can be this is another, turned into a movie. This is another innovative horror movie because yeah. I haven't seen one where someone's questioning where they're, if they're the killer or not. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Because usually in the movie, because uh, usually in movies where you find out that like the protagonist is the the antagonist or whatever, you know, you're never really led to believe that throughout the movie until like the very end where everything kind of clicks together. This one you find out pretty quick what the hell's going on. Yeah. So it, th- this one, it, it doesn't like take you for a fool, you know, it kind of yeah. tells you like, yeah, here's what's happening. But then it still throws enough kind of cool stuff in there to keep you guessing, you know. So uh, for me, this movie isn't chopped. I think you should definitely go check it out if you have Shudder. Um, and yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, uh, it's not chopped for me either. And I really, really enjoyed this one. I turned it on and I was not disappointed. Like I, yeah. I enjoyed my night that night. Usually like I'll, I'll pick like a random movie, you know, off my queue. Like I'm, wa- I'm going to watch Boskin tonight. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I I looked at the trailer and I like really like the setting and the cinematography mm-hmm. and like the whole like cult ish stuff. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Let me. I'm gonna save this for like a for like mm-hmm. a good day. Yeah, and uh, if you like that one, then another one I recommend. I told you about it before. Is the Void? It's got oh, kind yeah. of a similar like cultish, cr- crazy sci-fi horror like. Nice. It's got a lot of cool like practical effects too, which Baskin does as well. Yeah, but like I said, like this was one of the horror movies that I sat down and I actually enjoyed watching it and I didn't feel mm-hmm. like I wasted two hours that I could have been playing Dead by Daylight. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so go check out You Might Be the Killer. It's on Shutter right now. If you have it, go watch it. And uh, make sure to check us out. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Grave Discussions. Uh, for Twitter, that's Grave Disc SRD. The movie is not chops for me. Go, uh if you can't get your hands on, you might be the killer. You can find it on Comcast. I'm pretty sure. You just pay, just pay the fucking three dollar rental fee. Just yeah. just once, it's worth it. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, that's all I have uh, for this week's episode. Next week is going to be a cool one. We're fast approaching the holidays, as I'm sure everyone is aware. So we would be remiss not to talk about holiday horror movies. So that's exactly what we're going to do next week. Next week, we'll uh, spoiler alert. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about a lot of Christmas movies, including the original and remake of Black Christmas, mm-hmm. Silent Night, Deadly Night, and the more recent one, Krampus. Yes. Make sure you tune in next week on Grave Discussions. Ho 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 ho. <laughs> ho 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 ho. <laughs>